Chris. This is Paul. And this is CP time, and we're about to tell you a story that's going to blow your freaking mind. Did you have to play this music? Yes. This story is important to the climax of the story you're about to hear. You weren't the hero of this story. Yes. I was. Alexa, stop. Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Was that necessary? That was. Because that that music is... It should be Batman music, because I was really the hero. I had to take off running. I saved the day. Wait, 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 wait. Let the audience be the judge. Let the audience be the judge. Alexa. I think... think Hold on. Alexa, play. Alexa, stop. All right, we're going to tell you a story. In, in case you don't recognize <coughs> said music, that is uh, Wonder Woman's theme song composed by Hans Zimmer, which for my, Chris Latta. my wife is very fond of. And I, I, I just remembered, I haven't told this story in a while. So I know, I just, it's been a minute. I just remembered the Wonder Woman aspect of the story. Okay, so now you I get, get it. Yeah, oh, get okay. It. Thank it. you. All right, I thanks for the prompt. Well, we work together. We yeah. need to work together. But isn't this... Isn't without, this... It's like you needed the flash at the end of the wait, story. Wait, wait, wait. But isn't this music... Integral to the story. Yes, but okay. If the flash had not been there at the end of the okay, story, exactly, there, it would have been a happy hundred percent. But isn't this music integral to the story? Yes, definitely. Okay. okay. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> our story. This is a harrowing, harrowing tale of how two American tourists almost got stranded in Europe. Um, it's <laughs> quite amazing, and we learned a couple of very important <laughs> lessons from it. Uh, so. A couple years ago, uh, my wife and I, as you might know from previous podcasts, we like to take vacations. Uh, we love to go to Europe. Uh, it really fills the soul. Europe is a place that I hadn't really gotten to go to a lot over the years. And I love uh, being exposed to that culture and the food uh, and the, the people. It's been amazing. We've been a lot of different places. The UK, Wales, uh, Paris. Um uh, we took our honeymoon in Italy. Um, so we planned a trip. Uh, we, were, we talked about doing Austria or maybe Switzerland, but we thought, uh, why don't we go to Belgium? I had been to Belgium before uh, playing with Billy Price at the Belgium Rhythm and Blues Festival. We had a great time uh, because we flew into Brussels and we had a night off in Brussels. We, we went to the Grand Place. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I thought, why don't we go to Belgium? Uh, there's a lot of places close and we we did some calculating with the map we figured if we went to belgium if we went to brussels belgium we could spend some time in bruges which is a place that i i had researched and i had always wanted to see and i medieval city seen in bruges so um so bruges was a place okay um that was accessible paris wait i gotta call i got a bs on this you knew nothing about Bruges. Let's be real for a no, minute. No, I knew I knew Bruges. <laughs> let's be, let's I knew Bruges was allegedly a medieval kind of town. That you had, had no idea that what it had was. kind of been preserved as a medieval okay. town. I, I knew the... that my wife would love it. So wait, 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 wait. I should wait, get credit did for you, that. Hold on. Did you? Let's be real. When I when I laid out the places, did you want to go to Bruges? If we were going to go to Brussels, for sure. You're not telling truth. Did you want to go to Bruges? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me. Okay. So we picked Brussels because Brussels was accessible to a lot of different places. Long story short, Brussels was our home base. We we took a week in Brussels. Brussels was the home base. That was where the hotel was. We were an hour away from Bruges by train. We were an hour away from Paris by train. We were two hours away. Yeah. We were two hours away from Amsterdam by train. Give or take. So we 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 did a mini vacation to Amsterdam within that vacation where we went to Amsterdam for two days and came back to Brussels. And we loved Bruges so much that we went twice. And we then went we the went first to Paris. day. Yeah. But I mean, it was a nice little vacation. Okay. So go. So, so at the end of vacation, and I have to say, uh, despite the podcast being called CP Time, I'm very good about being on time. It was Chris's idea to call it CP Time. What does that mean? Wait, what you, are you, you talking? You don't know what CP Time is? No, tell me. This myth of CP Time. Tell me what it means. No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> This urban myth. Wait, who came up with this the name CP Miss Time? Because you did. Yeah, me I wanted a to joke. Call it, I wanted to call it the Power Couple Podcast. <laughs> and you said, no, it would be so much funnier if we called it CP Time. It's so, like a little play. Chris Paul, but also CP Time, just for the people that don't know. Yeah, shout out to NBA player Chris Paul, who's at home listening to this. Okay. Anyway. What is CP Time? CP Time is, it's just this myth that people have about African Americans and how they can't show up on time for anything. Right. You say they're running on CP time. Right. Which is usually about 15 or 20 minutes behind yeah. the regular Yeah, so it was time, like so. a joke. It was like a play on the fact that... So hashtag stereotypes. Hashtag stereotypes, which we love making fun of. Okay, anyway. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so I'm very good about being on time, particularly when it's time to fly and go to another country. I find it very important to be on time. For instance, if you're flying somewhere in this country... Uh, and they say, be at the airport at least an hour before your plane is boarding. I am there an hour and a half before the plane is boarding. I like to leave zero room for error. I don't like to be in a hurry. I don't like to have people waiting for me. That being said, we woke up on our last day. We chose a hotel, partly while well, we do this in Europe. We chose this hotel partly because they serve free breakfast. That's important. That's me, a travel can I, can tip I for have, everybody. I'm, I'm going to let you tell the majority of the story, but I just want to, you know, jump in. It's really important that if you are traveling abroad, um, in most European hotels, getting a free breakfast is included. Look for it. It saves you an insane amount of money. That's well, all in I'm that same say. in that same breath, I would say look for a hotel with <coughs> air conditioning. Because if you check in and you buy a hotel that looks really good, if it doesn't say air conditioning, it's not going to have air conditioning. Most of these things is stuff that I have ingrained in his brain over the course of the years. Yeah, keep going. Yes. It's our last day in Brussels. And we were going to have our free breakfast. The plan was our flight from Brussels. We had a direct flight from Brussels, Belgium to Washington, D.C., and then a flight from, then like a three-hour layover, and then a flight home from Washington, D.C. So our flight was leaving at like 10.30, and breakfast started at 7. So we got down there at 5 of 7, and there was food out and plates, and we started to grab stuff, and the guy who was setting up said, no, 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 it's not time yet. So we waited, and until, it wasn't until almost 10 after 7 that... He finally said, okay, go ahead and eat. So immediately off the bat, we are 10 minutes behind 
where we're supposed to be. So we eat our free breakfast. Great. Then we've got about a 15, 20 minute walk to the subway station. We walk up the street, we're having fun, we're going home. We get to the subway, <coughs> we go down the escalator, and we see the subway train just closing its doors and pulling Boom. off. Gone. So, we're another 10, 15 minutes behind. Well, let's say 10 minutes. I'm going to be favorable about that. We're 10 minutes behind where we should be. We're still in good shape, though. So, we wait for the next train, which takes us to the train station. Because we have to get a subway train to the train station... And the train station would take you to the airport. So, um, we get the next train, or the next subway. We get to the big train station. We look on all the, if you've ever been a European, if you've ever been in a European train station, um, you have to look up at these big screens that go. That was a good sound effect. That tell you exactly where your train is going and what time it's going to be there. So, platform 10. 10 o'clock, what time is it? Oh, it's not 10 yet. This is probably, what, close to 8. Uh, 7.45. Let's go. Platform 10. We'll just make it. We run up the escalator and the door shut. That train is gone. Now we got a 15, 20 minute wait for the next one. Now we're starting to get a little worried. Now we're getting a little worried. And this was, this was the longest wait so far. We're, this was probably a good 20 minutes. And when I say 20 minutes, I mean when the next train came... It opened its doors and then sat there for 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Remember that? Yeah. And it was like, why aren't we going? Why aren't we going? So we got on that train. We finally get to the airport. Thank goodness. Everybody's going to the airport, okay? Everybody's going there. So we're getting off the train. It's madness. Two big suitcases going up the escalator. Now, we had bought a ticket this week that said that we could use any train in Belgium... Ticket. Well, we bought a ticket where you have so many rides. It's like a four or five ride ticket. And so we saved the ride, a ride on both of our tickets to get us to the train station, you know, planning ahead to make our life easier. And we even checked with people and they're like, that's right. That will get you to, that will get you to the airport. So we're like, cool, we'll save it. So we get off the train and people are scanning their tickets. And of course we have to wait in a line there. So that's five minutes. We get to the front of the line. We try to scan our tickets. And this woman comes over and looks and says, no, these are no good. You have to go over there and stand in that line, which is about 20 people deep, and buy a ticket over there. You have to buy a ticket is so you can scan. Is this when I'm at the festival people? So you go and stand in line. Okay, you so meet, meet the English people. Go so I'm, I'm in line. And now we're in, <coughs> we're in a panic. Because we know that like time is of an essence when you're traveling internationally. And in front of, no, in behind me, in front of me, I'm sorry, in front of me are two very like hippie festival young kids. And I tapped them on the shoulder because I heard them speaking English. And I said, look, I'm in a frenzy right now. Can you make sure that I, I buy the right tickets? And they, they put me in front of them. They helped me buy the tickets on this huge kiosk, like really very intimidating kiosks, to be honest. And they got me and they're like, go, go, you're fine. And, and I get the tickets and I, and I meet up with Paul. So that was another 10 minutes. Yeah. So <coughs> after that 10 minutes, you have to take a long kind of elevator kind of thing that goes up four floors 
and you're in the place in the terminal where everybody is kind of checking their luggage. So we had our tickets on our phones. We're in good shape. Um, so we go up and I see a couple of lines and I, to my left, there's no lines. There's a place where there's screens basically. And if you've ever flown before, you know, okay, if I've pre-checked in, all I have to do is go to this screen, check my luggage in. It's a luggage check-in. Looks good. I went over there. I started to do it. I always, I got to the last step on the screen and something beeped and then someone had to come over and this woman said, can I help you? And I said, uh, I'm just trying to get my luggage checked in. And she said, where are you flying to? And I said, well, what's your final destination? I said, well, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She said, oh, that's international. You'll have to I'll take you over to the other line where you can stand. And so we're like, so cool, she, we have someone who's helping us. She, take us. she takes us across the room to a very long international line where I think she's going to place us somewhere near the front of the line. And she puts us in the back of the line. And we're like, whoa. So this is a long line. <coughs> and when I say it's a long line, it's about 930. And we stand in this line for about 40 minutes to get to the front. So now our flight is leaving in less than an hour. We have about 50 minutes to get to our flight. I still feel okay. As he tells this story, I'm already getting anxiety. I've been at the ticket counter. (coughs) We have time. They board in a half an hour. If you've checked in, they'll hold the plane for you. I feel okay. So we get to the the front of the desk. Uh, We tell them where we're going. We put our luggage there. And this guy spends the next 20 minutes. Not even joking. And I'm not kidding you. The next 20 minutes (coughs) dialing a number on his phone putting it to his ear, hanging it up. Pick it up, dial the number, put it to his ear, hang it up. And we're standing in front of him like, why are you spending all this time doing this? What is going on? So he did this for 20 minutes and we're like, we really need to make a plane here. What's going on? He said, well, I I think the plane might have been closed, but I'm trying to figure out if I can get your luggage on. It looks like I can get your luggage on. Okay, we'll be able to get you on the plane. And I said, great. Now, mind you, we haven't seen anything. We're on a big kind of floor where there's screens and ticketing and everything. (coughs) Excuse me. So uh, he furiously is typing and doing things. So he finally has our tickets. And we have about 30 minutes. Not even. Actually, it was less than that. And he looks at us and he goes, I said, are we going to make it? And he goes, you might if you run. He said, he said, you forgot this. He said, I can't guarantee that you said are we gonna make our flight if you he said i cannot guarantee that yeah if you run so we take the tickets we got a half an hour yeah woo here we go so we run we turn a corner and and we're security security looks like a breeze it's a little x-ray thing and we get to the uh the the conveyor belt where you lay your carry-ons down and there's nobody we're breezing through there you're taking your belt off and your shoes we get through there great let's go to the terminal and we walk two steps, and we're at the back of the line for the Thunderbolt. Now, okay, let me just, let me tag into the story now. I need you to think about, like, the longest amusement park line you've ever been in, whether it's at Disney World or Ken- Kennywood is a Pittsburgh amusement park, that we use back and forth and back and forth. And looking at the line about, I'd say, at least Instead of sing, single file, at least three people clumped, clump, clump, clump. And the line is at least two and a half hours long, maybe three hours long. It is an endless line. 
And in front of us are two English guys. So first I'm just trying to look at this line and assess. Okay, we'll get through. That's my first thought because if you've listened to this podcast at all, I'm the guy who's like, this will work. And I'm the person that's like, this shit ain't working. So I look at it and we're standing there. We're standing there probably about 10 minutes, maybe more. And Paul, he is stressed out. Like he's in panic mode. I'm, I'm starting and I to go, stress at this point. I go, the people in front of us are like, look, you you have a flight oh, that leaves. Well, let, and- let me, can, can I preface this by saying that we didn't know this. So Belgium had been the victim of a terrorist bombing attack in their airport a few years prior to this. So as far as uh, airport security, getting in and out of the airport. They weren't kidding. Customs. <clears throat> and the line we were stuck in at that moment was the passport line. It was it was customs. The final moment. It was getting your the passport sta- sta- stamped. We were in that line. Okay. So that's why it was so, like like Kennywood. Right. So Go here ahead. we are. And it is it is endless. And I said, our flight's leaving in like... 20 minutes. Yes. I mean, there, there were two. There was an Englishman. Maybe it was less than 20 minutes. There was an Englishman and an American guy. And I think they were both in music. Yeah. Because they were talking about music. Like one was a sound guy or something. And, uh, and, and, can, and I, can I talk? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So I go, we, we have got to get to our flight. And they turned around and they said, the time to be nice is done. Well, they said, when does your flight leave? And, and I'm looking at it. And we've got like 15, 20 minutes to get to our flight. And they said, the time to be nice is over. And I look at Paul, and I'm like, we're going. And I pick up my passport, and I pick up his, and I start going fully through the line as if, Alexa, play. Passports are in front of me. I said, Paul, hold on. He grabs the back of my backpack and we start pushing our way through the line. And all I say is, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me. People do not know what's happening to them. We are weaving in and out and in and out of the line. And I'm telling you, it was like I all I could see was that final ticket counter. And people are like, what's going on? What did people say to us as we were going past? They were irate. Who, does it, who the hell do you think you are? Like, what are you doing? I said, we have to make a flight. I'm sorry, we got to get home. And I just kept pushing. And Paul's holding on. I have the passport ahead of me. And all I can think about is Wonder Woman as she's crossing no man's land. As she's hearing, okay, actually, that's not what I'm thinking. That comes into play later. We get almost to the front of the line. We're about 10 people away and we stop. And and people are like angry at us. And it's like, Paul, this is the last push. We've got to get in front of these people. And we get in front to the front of the line and we're waiting for the, uh, what do they call them? The passport people, the, what do you call them? The customs agent. Customs agent to call us up, which felt like forever. So they called us up and we're still trying to remain cool because we're sweating and we're nervous wreck. 
And he's like, okay, gate 36. Is that what he said? Oh, I can't remember. I think he said gate 36. I thought it was a 20 number or something. And I look at Paul and I said, we're gate one. And I said, run. I go, you have to go. I got us this place. You have to run and stop the plane. Go. I just ran. Um, we got through the line. Our plane was was supposed to take off in three minutes. And so I had to run like 20 some gates, which I did. I just ran through the airport in Brussels. Full sprint. Full sprint. I got two gates before our gate and the plane was going to, to I think Dubai or somewhere. And they were stopping people there. Like it was another checkpoint. Oh, yeah where you had to have your passport and I grabbed mine so I had it and I showed them my passport and then I ran to the gate and the woman saw me sprinting at her and she yelled it's okay it's okay you made it you made it I said please don't let them leave I said my wife isn't I ran my wife is still coming please don't leave she said you're fine you're fine you can sit down you made it you made it so I'm running I have my backpack in my purse and I'm like bumping into people left and right and remember, when you go through customs, you have to take everything out, you know, your passport. So I didn't even have time to, like, put everything away. Paul is already at the gate. And at one point, my backpack opens up, my purse opens up, and everything falls everywhere. And I'm shoving stuff back into my backpack. And I'm running, and I'm hyperventilating. Like, I can barely breathe. And I, I look at my hands, and I realize I can't find Paul's passport. And I just lose it. I am literally sobbing in the airport. And I'm still running. And I think, I don't even, I don't even know how far ahead Paul is. And then I see the second checks point for the Dubai people. And I, I get through it. And at the way end of the terminal, I see Paul waving his arms. And I'm screaming to him, I can't find your passport. And he's holding up his passport. He had it all the time. I get through and I like basically collapse into his arms and the, the woman's like, we're, we're here. You're here. You got it. You made the flight. You made it. Go ahead. And so we made it. <coughs> that was it. We got to the flight. We were both really out of it. Um, emotionally, it was impossible and it was a series of unfortunate events that somehow prevented us from getting there on time. The ironic part of the situation is the flight from Brussels to Washington, D.C. was a long one. And we were seated next to um, this African woman who had three children, one of which, one of, one of which was like an infant wearing diapers that definitely took a crap on himself <laughs> during the flight and was crying. But we were so happy to be on that plane. And Paul turned that to me. That it just didn't, it did not even matter for a second. Paul turned to me at one point and he goes, do you know who you were? And I was like, I was like snot sobbing. And I was like, what? He's like, do you know who you were back there? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you were Wonder Woman. You got us to the gate. You were Wonder Woman. So I always, when I hear the theme from the Wonder Woman music, when she has her shield up and she's crossing through no man's land, makes me think about me bold, 
like a bull through a china shop getting to the end to get us home. And if you listen to our podcast about pets, you'll know why it was so important. We ended up getting home when we did. Let the stars aligned. But it was a team effort. I got us to the gate. I got us to the, uh, what's it called? Customs. And he got us to the gate. And we will never, ever not leave three million hours early for a flight no, again. No, I mean, not even that. My advice to you is to spend the night in the terminal <laughs> before you leave so that you can just wake up <laughs> and be there. Because that was... The worst day no ever. Way, there's no way that's ever going to happen again, ever. Thanks for saving the day with me. Thanks for... Thanks, Flash. For helping me get through that line. Thanks, Flash. Thank you, Wonder Woman. I love you. Love you. Thanks for listening. Bye.